Hello, Vancouver. This is Van Color. Recorded live right here from the Vancouver Public Library as part of the Vancouver Podcast Festival, The Fear of Science meets This is Van Color. This is The Fear of Vancouver. <laughs> If we are not acquainted, my name is Mo Amir, and I'm the host and the producer of This Is Van Color. My name is Daniel Chai. And I'm Jeff Porter. And we are both the hosts of, host of uh, This Is <laughs> the, the Fear of Science. I'll get into it, don't worry, I'll be fine. Now I know what you're thinking. Three dudes talking about things. What a novel concept for a podcast. <laughs> Thankfully, mercifully, we are so happy to be featuring a very special guest for you. She is a local comedian, but a national star. She's a regular on CBC's The Debaters. She just recorded her very first comedy album right here in Vancouver. And she is the three-time Canadian national champion for the five-kilometer open water swim. That's right, the champ is here. Let's give a warm Vancouver Podcast Festival welcome to Katie Ellen Humphrey! Uh, welcome, Katie Ellen. Uh, Thank Ka you so much. Uh, Katie Ellen, uh, Vancouver writes, uh, comedy fans will, will uh, uh, have known you for many years. Uh, I've been honored to have known you for many years, but I love that I still am learning things about you. Uh, mm. Like that. So, uh, like the swim thing? Like the swim thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm real deep. Got a lot going on. Nice. Well, thank you for joining Was that a swimming pun? <laughs> <laughs> You're the first and last. Um, okay, so for every episode uh, of our show, um, we always dive into, as the first question, why do people fear whatever our subject is? So for this episode, we're talking why do people fear uh, Vancouver? Now, I don't think that people are actually afraid of Vancouver. It's not like there's actually like Vancouver phobia, uh, where, <laughs> where people stop at the border of Vancouver with extreme fear and not able to walk in. Right on boundary. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I can't get past the yeah. sign. Oh, I want to go to Wendy's, but oh, it's just on the other side. Uh, it's more, why do people, why, why is this no fun city uh, kind of tagline uh, come from? And Mo, I know you did a bit of research on no fun city. I did, yeah. So does anyone know the origin of that term, no fun city? Got a couple nods, a couple nods. Uh, let's check in here live. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have that uh, much the research. The most Vancouver experience ever. Oh, I don't want to be part of this. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. No, 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 no. Interaction? No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, a, a quote. Uh, uh, a... <laughs> okay, there we go. He's not sure. Uh, what we have a, uh, a... So fun fact, that term, no fun city, comes from big tobacco. What? Benson and Hedges coined that term when there was a federal law that was passed that forced them to not sponsor the uh, Symphony of Fire or Celebration of Lights, whatever it was called. And they went on this PR campaign to drum up Vancouverites to hate each other. So that's where that, that's where that thing comes from. We all bought it. We all perpetuate it. We say to each other, if something bad happens in Vancouver, we say, oh, it's a no fun city. Uh, but that's big tobacco at its very best. 
Wow. Yet, yet another reason to not like big tobacco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. Um, so why do we think uh, the No Fun City tagline, besides the conspiracy of big tobacco, uh, exists? Yeah. Why has it stuck uh, for so many years, even beyond people not knowing uh, the the history of where the phrase came from? Yeah. Why do people still hold on to it? Mm-hmm. I was going to throw it to Katie Allen, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, because doing things is awful. <laughs> In comparison to not doing them. True, true. Mm. That's why we're so very glad that uh, we have such a wonderful, huge right? crowd. Yeah, it's an incredible blessing. Yeah. But um, I think that the, the thing with the No Fun City is it's almost exclusively with regard to the nightlife here. Mm. If anything happens to the nightlife or, or, or people are upset about clubs closing at 2 a.m. or the new, the new No Fireworks ban, mm-hmm. uh, people are talking about No Fun City. But here's the thing. I think if you're an outdoor enthusiast with proper rain gear and maybe a little bit of money, uh, you don't think... <laughs> You don't think that Vancouver is a no-fun city. And even if you're an urbanite, you know, we have the Pride Festival, we have the fireworks, we have the Vancouver Mural Festival, we have this festival right here. So that term, no-fun city, is, is really with regards to comparing ourselves to the nightlives of other cities like London and Tokyo and Paris and L.A. And, like, I'm sorry, we are an amazing place to live in, but we're not those cities. And... The, the reason for this is the stakes are not as high here as they are in those cities. If you have a business, if you're an artist and you make it in Vancouver, chances are they haven't heard of you in Toronto. Hmm. But if you make it in New York, you've kind of made it globally. There's people in this audience right now that know names of restaurants in New York that they've never been to. And we just don't have that here. So it's an unfair like, comparison. I always say, if you can make it in New York, you can make it. <laughs> I, I coined that term. Oh, that was your term. I didn't oh. know that. Huh? <laughs> um, I, yeah, to, to build upon that, I think, you know, uh, I think Vancouver for a long time and probably even still now, you know, uh, uh, we, we compare ourselves, you know, Vancouver as a, as a, as a city, as Vancouverites, as a phenomenon, uh, we compare ourselves to, to Toronto. We compare our film industry to other places. We compare, uh, you know, our, we compare our food to other places. We compare our weather to other places. We have an mm. inferiority complex. Yeah, right. yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, and maybe, maybe that's why when the phrase "no fun city" came about, many people are like, "Yeah, that is true. We are no fun city." <laughs> right? uh, but and maybe, maybe that's true, or maybe it's not. So, is it the attitude of Vancouverites? Oh. oh. <laughs> we figured first it out of all, in the first 10 minutes. Before we get into this, how many people here are actually from Vancouver? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Never uh, mind, uh, it's uh, not the Vancouverites. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect. Now, uh, uh, for, for yourself, Jeff, um, do you, you know, uh, maybe we'll go down the panel. Uh, do, you, do you enjoy being a Vancouverite? Like, do you proudly call yourself a Vancouverite? I don't know if I call myself a Vancouverite yet. I've been here seven years. Um, so uh, that's not that long, really. But that's, that's enough for an itch. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I lived in Kamloops for a very long time, but I grew up in Manitoba. Um, so I, I don't think I call myself Van, uh, Manitoban either anymore. Okay. I don't know what I am. A real man without a home. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm just okay. a lone wolf. No, so, just a rambler. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay. Well, maybe, maybe that's the point. I mean, uh, uh, and again, for for the podcast purposes. Uh, Round of applause. Who here is uh, from Vancouver, born Vancouver? Round of applause. 
That's, like that's what we call More smattering. That's, uh, about, that's uh, about 15. And round of applause. Who here, if you were born in another city, BC, Canada, or beyond? Wow. Okay. So, so maybe it's also because a lot of people, uh, maybe we, you know, maybe people are afraid of Vancouver because maybe, you know, kind of like you, Jeff, maybe, you know, we're, we're happy to live here, but maybe we don't necessarily feel that true affinity that says, yes, I'm, I'm a Vancouverite. I will defend our city's pride. I will, uh, I, I can call myself, this is my, this is my home. I think there is a massive amount of pride to be a Vancouverite. Like, it feels uncomfortable for myself to say that I'm a Vancouverite. It's all that, like, Canucks pride and everything, too. I'm like, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't feel that pride, so I guess I'm not a Vancouverite. <laughs> um, and uh, for, for those listening on the live podcast, uh, congratulations, Canucks, or so sorry, Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit out the right response later. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if there's, as you mentioned, I don't think there's a fear of Vancouver. People flock here as tourists and and they love it. And it's a great city to be, to vacation in and to have a a vacation in. But I think there is a lot of anxiety and a lot of angst within Vancouver. So the fear of Vancouver, I think, and I know we're only like 10 minutes into this podcast, but I'm gonna I'm gonna point out the elephant in the room. Don't wreck it yet. We got a lot more (laughs) to go. Real estate. It's housing. That's the fear. (laughs) There's a lot of people with rental insecurity. There's a lot of people that are fear, uh, fearful of the fact that they might have to be pushed out of the city. They might have to go somewhere else. And I think we are, especially now, culminating into a lot of angsty people, a lot of anxious people. And when we talk about the fear of Vancouver, I think that's sort of central to everything. Uh, now, uh, uh, Katie Allen, in your um, As of Vancouver stand-up, who's performed across, uh, across Canada and, and around the world, um, do you do you meet other comedians or other audience members that when they learn that you're from Vancouver, do uh, what are their reactions to you being a Vancouver stand-up? Is it do you ever get weird responses or is it mostly banal? Depends where in America. If I say oh, I'm from I'm from Vancouver, they say I love Canada. I've been to Montreal. <laughs> I say that's not anything like that, but I appreciate. Your enthusiasm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, from uh, and in other parts of Canada, when when you meet other comedians or audiences who again learn you're from the West Coast, is that any different or? Uh, mostly the reaction is, ah, oh, I hear it's so beautiful there, and I say mm. it is so beautiful. <laughs> All right, Fact. rains a lot there, doesn't it? Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I guess that's because Canada itself is so is so huge. That uh, uh, for you know, for example, this year was my first time actually, oddly enough, visiting Montreal. Hey, and I and I loved it. And there are parts of it are that are like Commercial Drive. <laughs> All right, so uh, good story. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, okay, so uh, uh, so one so thing the, that I hear, mm-hmm. all, and I was sort of surveying my friends in preparation for this, and I was saying, you know, why do people? think that Vancouver sucks or why do people think that Vancouver is a no fun city and one thing I kept hearing back was like ah people from Vancouver are jerks and I'm changing my words because there's children in the audience (laughs) but I kept hearing this this concept that like oh people of Vancouver are not friendly or they're not open or it's really hard to get into different social groups and I have an opinion on that but but before I go before I say mine I'm curious what you guys think Oh, I have mm. thoughts. I also have <laughs> thoughts. 
my thoughts are yes. <laughs> um, being a transplant from uh, Manitoba coming here, um, I do think that it's difficult to meet actual Vancouverites. Um, like 90% of my friends are not from Vancouver at all. They're from either overseas or the States or somewhere else. Um, but almost none of them are from Vancouver. So do you think if you grow up here, you just have a natural inclination towards siloing yourself in your social I think network? So. I, I kind of, although I think that it's anywhere. I think mm. anywhere where you're from that place, you're going to silo yourself because you've grown up in that that city, you've you've made your friends since elementary school. You've created your horde of people. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of natural to to be like, mm, I'm good. Like having to meet new people when you're an adult. You've already done it. It's already done. So uh, that's my theory. Sure. I don't know if it's right. No education behind that or <laughs> expertise at all. Uh, I do think uh, probably what you're mentioning. Something about Vancouver is the the extreme wealth disparity in other cities they have that but it's more spread out mm. and here it's all in one place and so i feel like we are always uh seeing that massive wealth disparity and i think part of that will make you shut down because there is a thing where uh you kind of first get here and, and you think like hi oh hi it's off i'm not gonna sort of like walk past this person who needs my help and then yeah. you're like, oh, and this person also, maybe I should do, oh, then my, uh, my friends are definitely, they're very sad, and I don't need to check on them, and everyone, and there's like, there's, it's like, it's a little bit much, and then I think you do kind of shut down, because you realize, you, it's sort of some self-preservation that goes sure, on, you're like, yeah. I, I can't, I can't help everyone. Mm. Now, uh, uh, before we continue, uh, this is now my, oh, one of my favorite parts to do uh, in any live show, which is super rare. Um, here at the beautiful Montalbano Theater in Vancouver Public Library Central Branch, uh, if you have any questions or thoughts about the topic that we are currently discussing on our live podcast, uh, I would like to invite you to raise your hands, and then uh, I will, we will find you, I will point at you and then we would love for you to come down and uh, into the microphone share your thoughts because that's uh, again this podcast is all about keeping the conversation going and mm -hmm. uh, that's what we'd love to do so if you have any thoughts about this or anything else raise your hands hmm. now uh, jumping back to the topic on sure. hand uh, for for myself I definitely went through a period of, of my life uh, since moving to Vancouver uh, a number of years ago Surrey resident where are my Surrey fans at yeah, all four of them yeah. in the house. Yeah. In the house. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but it's a Saturday, and it's a, it's a, all three zones. It's just one fair. It's so. a long commute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so for for myself, um, I've I've learned to, uh, and maybe this ties into the whole uh, topic uh, at large. But I've learned to have to make the effort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I um, so I learned to make the effort to reach out to friends to say, hey, let's go see this movie. Um, hey, let's have, a, let's have a potluck. Hey, let's go check out these Christmas lights. Uh, and, you know, tying that into the greater subject on hand, maybe, you know, I try to have more fun <laughs> in Vancouver and try to make my own fun, um, whether it's hiking or going to the Vancouver Podcast Festival. Um, there's, there is stuff to do, but we definitely have to make that effort, but it is so easy to not. Yeah, it's just like I'm just not, not getting those texts, or like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time learning of these plans. Yeah. 
<laughs> to be fair, uh, um, I uh, the next time we go swimming, we we will go yeah. swimming. Yeah. Oh, let's do a live YouTube. Oh, we should. <laughs> I will be honest. Even if you invited me, I would say like, oh, I'd love to, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be invited. I got plans. I am that from day. Vancouver. <laughs> I want the option to do something. Of course, yeah. yeah. And it's, then it's... I want the euphoria of not doing it. <laughs> it is lovely to be invited. Uh-oh. And uh, b- uh, before we get too far away from the original topic, uh, Mo, you're talking about real estate. Uh, to tie back into that as well, um, another thing, uh, oddly enough, um, when I have fun with, with friends, where, whether it's going to see a movie or going out to see a, a comedy show, there is a small part of me that's like, you know what, I will go and I will have dinner with a friend or I will go and see this comedy show because... This $10 is not going to get me any closer to buying a house in Vancouver. <laughs> oh, yeah. Might as well. Yeah, so in a way, it's kind of easier for me to have more fun because uh, I have less housing. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice to know that you don't have a future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do find that very freeing. It, well, yeah, I mean, it, it's freeing, but in the back of my head, there's, there's, there's that thought. It's like, you know, because we all grew up with the thought and the idea of, oh, we need to... We need to buy a house. Mm-hmm. We need to have that, that steady job. Um, yeah, and now things have changed. Yeah, I think we're millennials are in this weird generation where we were brought up with this idea that when you get a little older, in your 30s, you should get married, have a family, have a, two-gar- a two-car garage house <laughs> and a yard, and that's just not attainable. And we're kind of in this mix where you, know, you, you feel weird about it, you feel bad about it if, if you're... If your parents can't help you, uh, you're basically hooped, and it's it's absolutely tough. But just to go back to the the thing about how to make friends and is Vancouver a friendly city, I think Daniel was absolutely right that you can't try to go meet people. You almost have to go do things with the same group of people repeatedly, <laughs> whether that's you know fitness or volunteer work or politics or whatever. You can. You do have to put in work. I agree. You have to wear him down for sure. <laughs> as much as possible. That's all my friends. Yeah. I've worn now, all uh, Speaking of meeting new people, uh, we have our first uh, audience guest uh, for our live podcast. Uh, for, for our listeners here in the, in the live studio audience and listening to the podcast, uh, what is your name and what would you like to share with us? So hi, I'm Margot. I'm from Poland, but I just moved here from London two weeks ago. Welcome, welcome. So I'm here to almost defend Vancouver, I think, because I experienced moving to London uh, from University England. And to be honest, two weeks in Vancouver are so much different than my first two weeks in London or like even months. It was so easy to like meet people. There's so many groups on Facebook, like women who explore or like hiking groups. I've already been for like on like four hikes with random people, and there's too like, many hikes. I'll take you in my car. I'm gonna say it. Or like went for a beer. So it's definitely been really, really welcoming. And yeah, thank you, Vancouver. It was great. Wow. wow. All right. Amazing. Thank you. 
podcast over. We yeah. we had it wrong. Now, okay. Well, uh, I mean, like maybe this is the uh, uh, transition earlier than uh, than maybe we have it in our schedule here. But uh, for you know, we talked a bit about how can we make uh, a Vancouver a fun city. You know, uh, reaching out to friends. Um, you know, reaching out on social media. What are some uh, what are some other things that us, um, as individual people, what can we do to, to make Vancouver more fun? It's a, it's a big burden to put on people, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think on an individual level, there's a lot you can do in terms of just being nice. The world is almost the way you see it in a lot of ways. And if you put yourself out there, if you're nice and kind and friendly, chances are you will get that reciprocated in your own life. We have a question, though. Oh, yes, yes. Ash Kelly. I, I just wanted to add, um, just text the people you already know. They're on the other line waiting, right? Like, I don't think that, like, I, th I don't think Vancouverites are jerks. I think mm -hmm. that we're just, for some reason, this entire city is depressed. <laughs> we don't have the lot. mental health services we lot, need. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us live in condos or we're moving out of the core and mm -hmm. it's becoming a financial district and um, a place where people don't live anymore. There's no more kids going to schools. I mean, yeah. I know that the fastest growing school district in Canada is Surrey, mm -hmm. um, but Vancouver is losing children and closing schools. Um, and that makes me think that people are afraid to call this place home. And um, I'm getting a little emotional because I think my relationship with Vancouver is the most complicated relationship I've ever had, you know? Mm. And um, I came here as a kid for two weeks every summer. Um, I moved here shortly after high school. I've left and come back for all sorts of jobs all over the province, and, and I don't know if I want to stay. But when we talk about it, I, I feel love for the city. Mm. And I love what you're doing, and I love this conversation, but I, I don't know. It's not an abusive relationship, but it is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Uh, now, uh, uh, to, to build upon uh, that part as well, and uh, I, you know, here in... Vancouver for listeners who are listening from around the world uh, who perhaps have haven't been here to Vancouver yet um, you know agreed Vancouver the downtown portion of Vancouver is your classic uh, you know the the high uh, you know the office buildings but you know after five it's you know the main portion it's all you know even Robson Street is a lot of businesses are closing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I would say um, one of the most vibrant neighborhoods in this in the downtown core, as it were, is is Davy Street, is the West End. Sure. Because mm -hmm. there are still people living there. It's walkable. There's restaurants. There's there's bars. There are things to do. So, yeah. 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 Thank you very much for sharing. You, you mentioned real estate, which I think is huge, but we have only just lightly touched on weather, <laughs> and maybe it's dull to talk about the weather, but that is a huge factor in Vancouver, and right now we are coming out of just a absolutely gorgeous autumn period where it's just picture perfect, crisp fall days, so much sun, beautiful fall colors everywhere, and everyone is out in their <laughs> denim and Rec just <laughs> feeling so great, and, and all for two weeks it's just like, I don't know why anyone would live anywhere else. <laughs> those two weeks are great. And then <laughs> amazing. The, I made so the, many friends in those two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. And then the clouds roll in, and you don't see the sky for a few days, and you're like, I don't know why anyone would live. <laughs> period. Just, very, very yeah. true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, now that said, now as, as a Vancouverite who uh, lives in the rain, um, I mean, but that's, you know, uh, 
the fact that we have rain, I, I would much rather have rain than, than like mountains of snow. Uh, just how about, how about this? I would rather have dumps of rain than forest fires that smog up my August. How about that? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got nods for... Oh, God, I'm scared. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rain uh, is a so. blessing, and it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Those things can both be true. <laughs> uh, this is... Um, if this ha- has not already been done, uh, pitch this to the debaters. Uh, let's get this... Uh, rain versus anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but uh, so for... for you know, let's do another quick by applause. By applause, who here? Um, who here likes the rain? Oh, wow, that's a lot of people. Wow, that is a lot of people. Uh, what are you readers? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, to be fair, though, it's because David Duchovny's not in the audience. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was that was it quite the reference. There. I know, <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, uh, so with that now, Katie Allen, when when it does rain, mm-hmm. um, what do what do you do when when it hits the rainy season? You know, um, uh, whether you know whether it's for your own mental health or for or for your own uh, just like what you need to do. What do you do when it rains in Vancouver to uh, to keep going? Uh, I mean, I complain about it on podcasts to <laughs> friends of people. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a very boring answer. I, I just like work out and stuff. So, so mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, now is the perfect time to get friends, to stay inside, play, do potlucks, board games, board games, D and D. Yeah. Those are all nightmares to me. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I, I cannot imagine. That sounds terrible. We've got so to get terrible. Katie Allen on a D&D. Uh, yeah. You have to get one of those uh, like ring light things that, that give the fake light to, to make oh, you yeah, feel better. Yeah. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? So that I can take better selfies and get... Yeah, I know. Uh, like, <laughs> not just the ring light online. in general. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Um, now, uh, uh, to tie upon, uh, we were talking a bit about um, also about the, the, the work, you know, um, the the work environment here in Vancouver, uh, the economy here in Vancouver. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, a lot of it now, we, you know, a lot of us are in the gig economy. And, you know, I, I, I think a part of the reason why it is hard to go out and have fun, partially because, A, we don't have enough time to, to go out and do fun things, but also because we don't necessarily have enough, you know, money. Per mm-hmm. se, yeah. right? Which is yeah. why, again, I, I tell myself, $10 for dinner, that's fine. No mortgage. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, do, do we feel that, that the work, uh, that people's modern day work schedule, modern day work life is affecting that? Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, you, if right now your take-home pay, 50% of that is going towards rent or your mortgage, you're in the market for a side gig or something on weekends. So not only do you have, do you do not have the disposable income to go out for drinks every night after work or whatever else activity you might do with other people, uh, but now your time is being spent in doing something else. And there's a lot of people across ages from that I know from my from 20s all the way up to almost 50 that have some sort of side gig going on. And that's time consuming. But this is a hobby. I mean, we can look at <laughs> podcasting. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is something where it's a privilege. Oh, no, we make, we make big money, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm dressed up like this. Yeah. So if, there's, <laughs> if there are any starry-eyed, aspiring podcasters in the audience, just know yeah. that this is how I made my millions with podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you get into podcasting. Yeah. You yeah. can look like Mo as well. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, now, so... Uh, 
quick question for the audience. And if anyone out here has any, uh, again, any uh, things that they'd like to add, feel free to raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you as well. Um, but from, uh, so checking with us as well as our day jobs, like what kind of, what kind of side hustles do we have? Uh, I'm not sure if this is completely on topic, but I'm curious. What side hustles, side jobs do we do in order to try and make enough money to live in Vancouver? I think we should start with you, Daniel, because you're the king of side yeah, hustles. So many. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, uh, one thing that I, that I do is I, I'm very lucky that I get to not only have a side hustle that helps maybe make a bit more rent money, but also helps bring a little bit more fun to the city. Uh, I host trivia nights around town. That was more like a ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That um, was the like you know I've thought of going to trivia before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, does does anyone uh, and feel free to shout it out? Maybe it'll be strong enough to reach the mic. Is that, uh, does anybody here have any side hustles that they do? Brand ambassador. Brand ambassador. Oh. Wow. Dungeon master. Oh, Dungeon master. Dungeon master. Oh, Katie Allen would love it. What kind of catering do you do? Uh, weddings, parties. Oh. Uh, weddings, parties, everything. Wow, people do find love in bank. Okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a transition to another topic, but ah, there's, there's uh, so broad. I have the best side hustle oh. in this city. Here's what I do. I raid my dad's fridge. <laughs> I save so much money on my grocery bills. That's oh, amazing. Senior, come in and hack. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard an applause break for. Yeah, I break my my dad. Uh, wait, is your is is your and your dad is here? Mo yes. Senior is here. Yeah, he's right there. Yay! Hey. Uh, thank you for keeping him. Give fed. it up for Mo Senior. He's so he's so proud. So proud. <laughs> Um, Tomorrow, yeah, most seniors got no vegan options in his house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm right, starving kid. now. I'm starving right now because I'm vegan, but uh, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I think this maybe brings us to a big topic uh, as part of the greater fear of Vancouver topic. Um, but the, the idea of finding love in Vancouver, not just, you know, friends, you know, friends is uh, a very important as well. And at the same time, you know, trying to find that special someone, dating in Vancouver, uh, there's been lots of uh, topics and talks about it being hard. Do we feel that is true, panelists? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Dating in the city is hard. I don't know if it's necessarily Vancouver, though. I think just dating nowadays just sucks. <laughs> just online dating is just all horrible. Fear of dating? Do we have? Uh, do we have that uh, one coming up? Fear you should. Dating, yeah. Please. Luckily, I don't have to do that anymore. Oh, Thank there God. we go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I preferred when I would have just been sold off by my parents. <laughs> <laughs> dating so hard these days. Yeah. <laughs> Choices, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if the difficulty of dating is uh, exclusive to Vancouver. I think it is a modern cosmopolitan thing. The rules are always changing. I think we like to project it as a Vancouver problem, right. but I think it's the same problem that many major metropolitan cities are dealing with. So I don't think we're unique in that regard. I will say, so I, I've spent four months in New York this year, and I've spent a little bit of time in New York off and on, 
And that is the only city I've ever been to where people will just ask for your phone number. Really? All the time. Yeah. I mean. (laughs) 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 But I see it happen to everyone everywhere. And I think it's just a volume number. They are just a fast-paced kind of place. And they know. I feel in Vancouver... There's, it's a certain size where even if you, like if you meet someone at a bar, we do this coy thing where like, well, I'll, I'll probably run into them again. <laughs> and you have these fantasies and be like, well, I'll be, uh, I, I know they live in this area and I'll just, it's happening yeah. in my, I'll get my coffee there and then maybe I'll see them. Run into each other at but the top of the But in New York, I was like, tower. there's 8 million people there. If you smile at a person, like, you should just give me your phone number. Oh, let's just, like, get this. Wow, so wow. directness. Okay, yeah. right? We're talking about uh, important text your friends, right? Oh, so maybe be direct when you're trying to find love in Vancouver? Just, uh, uh, again, by applause. If someone you never said a word to smiled at you and it was nice, and then suddenly they said, can I have your number, would you give them your phone number? Your real number. <laughs> It's all dudes. Okay, it's yeah, all I, dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I, yeah uh, it was like four, uh, four dudes, one, uh, one, uh, one lady. Uh, I give my phone number to literally any person that asks for it, but that is because I grew up in BC, so I am 100% sure they are not going to call or text. <laughs> so all this time in New York, every time they'd be like, hey, it's Dan from the street. I'd be like, what? <laughs> Why are you insane. calling me? <laughs> Uh, now, to be fair, I mean, there are a lot of Hallmark movies filmed here in Vancouver, True. so that's probably why a lot of us have the, the uh, a misconception that I'll just go to that bakery again and meet that, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then buy another donut, and then, oh, we'll fall in love. It's very you will definitely fall in love here if you are an attractive white couple with a nice <laughs> blowout who likes to drink coffee out of cups that are empty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's specific. We love you, Hallmark. I Please really, give us really love those movies a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, uh, now, out of curiosity, um, have uh, again now by applause. Uh, has people here met and fallen in? Uh, most random question: met and fallen in love in Vancouver? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, it does happen. It does happen. Um, and uh, a lot of couples right now being like, Did, are you, should, <laughs> are they, are they, "Is the other person laughing?" Uh, <laughs> Uh, did you meet? Uh, did you meet uh, online? Did you meet um, at the gym? How did you meet here in Vancouver? Tinder. <laughs> hey, get that swipe on. Own it. We got Tinder. Bumble. Bumble. Yeah. <laughs> oh, at, at work through friends. Okay. Ah, so the classic stuff. Okay. At the, oh. yeah, at the bar. Ah, see, see, this is this is why we need to turn things around in Vancouver and keep our bars open. Right? <laughs> Never close them. Just I have go. a new dating strategy, uh, and it's just that when I go out, I just refer to myself as a brand ambassador. <laughs> right? Okay, yeah, yeah, we got a yeah, we got a brand ambassador here. We we yeah, yeah, I'm just repping that Katie Allen brand hard. <laughs> just go to me, like, I'm sorry. Would you like a sample? <laughs> Um, I think one of the things that's difficult for meeting people at bars, too, is that people kind of, if you go out to a pub with friends in Vancouver, people don't talk to other tables. You just kind of stay with your friends. They stay with their friends. You never meet anybody new. Um, When I've gone to Ireland or when I lived in the UK, it was the exact opposite. Everybody Mm -hmm. wandered around the pub. 
I know part of the problem, too, is that we have really strange liquor laws here yeah. where you can't actually move a drink from one table to another. What? That's the exact reason. There's a Wait, what? Yeah. Have you not yeah. heard this? No, there, there are issues with that. Like, there's a craft beer market here, that big uh, craft beer place. In an Olympic a- Village? In Olympic Village. And they have one in Calgary. And in Calgary, you, it was like, it was free flow movement. But in the Vancouver's location you are stuck to your table. And if you want to go in and just stand up and have a beer, you can't do that. So there are weird liquor laws that actually create these barriers from people mingling amongst each other. Yeah, if you ever get moved from one table to another at a pub, the server has to come and physically take your drinks to to the next table. Yeah. Um, Or it's against their liquor law, which is crazy. Yeah, I I don't... uh, uh, I didn't think we'd be educating people today, but (laughs) here we are. I'm learning uh, so much. (laughs) When I was in New York this summer, I know, so yeah, everywhere I went, and I was alone a lot, so that is part of it, but I'm in a restaurant or I'm on the subway or I'm on the street, and people were talking to me and they're asking me about my lives and they're telling me about themselves, but I am from here, and if someone in Vancouver talks to you for more than three minutes and does not ask you for money... You're dating. It means they are in love with you. (laughs) So all summer, I thought I'm having these extraordinary interactions. (laughs) At the end of which, the individual from New York would say something like, okay, honey, goodbye, good luck in New York. Just as I'm about to say something like, so do you want to spend the holidays with my family this year? (laughs) What is... Oh, I'll never see you again. Ever. I'll just put away this friendship race that I get. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, uh, uh, you know, if, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, the, the liquor laws here, and uh, I'm going to find a way to segue, segue this to New York, uh, you know, because New York has the subways. Uh, so here in Vancouver, we have the, the SkyTrain, and the SkyTrain stops, you know, at, uh, at 1 a.m. And, you know, recently we, you know, there was talks of them trying to expand SkyTrain to run. 24 hours, but it was deemed, you know, too expensive, and so they didn't. They can't do it because the robots get too tired after 1 a.m. <laughs> it's not possible. Uh, so, you know, so, and, and again, when that conversation was happening about the SkyTrain stopping, people were, again, bringing up the fact that Vancouver is a no-fun city. How are we supposed to go and have fun in Vancouver when we can't get home to Surrey? Uh, Re, um, last night but of this taping, um, I was out in New Westminster visiting some friends, and because I was going to be out to almost 1 a.m., I did end up driving because the last guy trained from Surrey back to Waterfront uh, is 12.30, and it was just, you know, that timing. So I was like, hmm. Yeah, it's stressful getting stuck out there, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the amount of taxi would I mean, cost oh, to get back oh, into... Oh. Civilization. I think the, the whole... <laughs> uh, that is another contentious Uber taxi lift conversation. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, that we don't have time for. Uh, <laughs> I want to say, I feel like partly there is also a... It's a time zone thing. I almost feel like BC is like, well, the rest of the, the, rest of the country's gone to bed. We better turn in. Oh. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, New West is actually in the same time zone. <laughs> Different uh, transit it's like a zone, different though, year but, out there, though. Oh, that, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, being like, oh, New York's in bed. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's no new things on Instagram. Yeah. I guess I should just go to bed. Everything yeah. cool happens in Toronto. They're asleep. I might as well go to bed. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I think uh, when we look at how transit is built, it really is built in terms of bringing people from the outlying areas into the downtown core and taking them out during work hours. So when we talk about making friends and staying close with those friends, I live in North Van, and if I have a friend in Burnaby, 
I can't take transit. It takes way too long. I did a Google Maps thing to see how long it would take if I would drive, and there was no traffic at this time, so it took 16 minutes. The transit reading gave me an hour and five minutes. <laughs> I drove. Like, there's, yeah. no, there's no choice. So I, I think that also does affect your, so, your social groups, your communities, if it's just hard to see someone. Right. I'm, I'm impressed that you're friends with people in Burnaby. Like, I got a couple of friends. <laughs> That's there. a long distance relationship. I don't know how you make that work. I have a two bridge rule. I go over one bridge, I won't go over two bridges. <laughs> now, uh, uh, oh, oh, we have, uh, uh, and for, for our, our listeners again, uh, your name and. My name is Ash Kelly. Woo, Ash. <laughs> Um, I think it's the little things. One of the things I noticed when I moved here was that the basketball nets come down early and mm. they aren't lit up after like 9 p.m. And um, like most people don't get home from work until 7 because they're commuting. Uh, I think because we have to commute, we're tired. Um, and I, th I moved to North Van. And one thing I'll say is I'm surprised. I have a bit of a tribe because I'm a mountain biker, but my friends are all around me now. And so having an injury... They're in my neighborhood, and they're driving me to the doctors, and they're bringing me food, and they're mm -hmm. baking bread and sweeping my floors, and just yeah. visiting, right? Um, but people who have to transit to see me can't help me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't transit. Like, that's, it's not an option. I'd be in pain. By the time I got there, I'd have to turn around and go to bed. Like, sure. And then I'd have to call a cab to get home. Cause, like, and then would there be a cab? I don't know. Probably not. So, and I had to work not. shortly after my last surgery. And couldn't find a cab for a good half hour downtown. So it's a, re it's a real thing. I don't often cab, but I was like, okay, this is a real problem. Yeah. No fun. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, for thank you for sharing. Yes. Thank you. Um, now, uh, because I think we're slowly heading towards, um, slowly-ish, uh, towards uh, the end of our conversation. Uh, now, uh, I am curious, though, uh, because as much as we've been talking about things that, um, the, the challenges that Vancouver has, um, I, I would also uh, love to hear from, from us and maybe from our audience here in, at Vancouver Public Library, um, what, uh, what are some of the things that, that are some selling points for Vancouver? What are the things that are fun, that we are proud, and that we hope we can build on to, uh, to allow us to love Vancouver and love living here? Is there anything? Yes. I think so. I love Vancouver. I, I was actually just away in San Diego for a week, and I really missed Vancouver. I really wanted to come home. Um, but I think there, it really depends on what you're into as well for a large amount of it. Uh, like, I love improv. I love stand-up comedy. I think this is an amazing city for both. Um, live theater as well, incredible live theater. Everything that Rio does is amazing. Um, and I think if you're into that, then, like, I have trouble not finding things to do. I have trouble staying home sometimes and being like, okay, I, I just need to not go out tonight. Yeah, literally Google Vancouver calendar of events, and there's so much to do every right. week, every weekend. You just have to look a little bit. Yeah. Um, now, uh, uh, but before we um, jump over, actually, I'm curious. Uh, so, so, Mo, uh, you've been doing This Is Van Color for about a year and a half, you That's said? correct, yeah. Um, what in, so, uh, uh, for those who may not uh, know, for, for our listeners again, um, what is This Is Van Color, and what inspired you to do a podcast that literally has, uh, you know, a Vancouver reference in the name? Big question. 
I just love talking to people. I love meeting people. I have an emotional interest in people that are doing cool things in this city. So that's why I started This Is Van Color. I interview politicians, I interview comedians, I interview media personalities, health professionals, just anyone where I can learn something. So that was, I, and I think if, if you are an aspiring podcaster, just do what you're really interested in. Don't worry about the tangible mm -hmm. goals or whatever you want out of it. What you should want out of it is the experience of producing this thing that you're really proud of. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, so, so you have been, in the last year and a half, you've been able to meet lots of uh, fascinating, amazing people in the like city. Like three. Oh, thank oh. you. <laughs> um, so there are uh, amazing things and amazing people uh, in this city, which mm -hmm. is awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, Katie Allen, what about you? What do you, what do you personally enjoy uh, and love about Vancouver and that you hope you can continue to rep as you uh, keep going forward? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously very biased, but I believe that the stand-up comedy scene and the comedy scene in general, improv, including sketch and all those things, is so, so strong mm -hmm. in Vancouver. Just every show is packed with some of the most talented comedians that I ever get the chance to see. Uh, yeah, we got... Uh, Dan was pointing out some wonderful comics in the crowd here. Uh, Colin Sharp being one who hosts a number oh, of shows. Sarah, Sarah Bino is here as well. Yeah, also a wonderful yeah. host. Uh, yeah, Colin Montana, host. Montana. Hey. So many. Yeah, they're just they're so strong, and wherever and whenever I'm in other cities, people ask me about the Vancouver comedy scene, and I cannot stop raving about it from uh, from our open mic scene up to the pro level. It's so so strong, and I also talk about how partly. Because there is not a lot of industry in Vancouver, so I'm talking um, like Hollywood type industry or whatever, uh, it allows the artists here to develop however they want. No one is trying to work to a specific type of standard or a certain to get a, a certain role that everyone is trying to go for, whatever that is. And so at a certain point, that lack of opportunity caps out and that, that's a problem. But as you're developing, it's an incredible blessing to be able to develop your voice however you want and you find the audience that connects with that. And I think it's really unique to Vancouver and really special and you get to see some extraordinary artists here. Wonderful. Mm. Thank you. I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know we're running low on time, but I also want to say, and I, I don't, this isn't a selling factor that I talk to other people outside of town. I'm not like, hey, come check out the downtown east side. But I am very proud of the downtown east side, which sounds a little strange, I know, but the problems of the downtown east side are Canada's problems, they are North America's problems, they are the world's problems, you know, poverty and lack of mental health uh, facilities and services and, uh, and just turning away from marginalized communities. Those are problems that are not unique to the downtown east side. But the solutions and what is going on there, I think, is very unique to the downtown east side. So the resilience that you see there, the safe injection site stuff that's going on, all of the advocacy work that's going on, I think that's very special and extraordinary, and I am very proud that that's a very, and I, it seems like a very Vancouver thing that I do care. Thank you, yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I believe uh, uh, at the same time of this uh, podcast taping, uh, or just recently finished, there was the, the Heart of the City Festival, uh, which, was, uh, which is a festival that celebrates the arts that come from the downtown east side. Um, and, and, and again, thank you so much for, for bringing that out. Definitely for, uh, for our listeners uh, in the studio and listening online, um, definitely, I think, uh, educating ourselves and, and mm. uh, not turning a blind eye and um, 
doing our part to uh, educate ourselves on what's happening around us. And again, not just the Vancouver Palm, but uh, all of our palms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Can I, oh, sorry, and you guys, tell us about your show, the program, what you love about Vancouver. Oh, sure. Oh, our show. Um, (laughs) We do a show uh, called um, A Fear of Science. So Mm -hmm. we get experts on every episode and usually comedians. Mm -hmm. And we talk about controversial science uh, from a funny and respectful lens. Mm -hmm. Um, So Uh, we've been doing that a year and a half now. And uh, it was uh, the brainchild of Jeff, and I'm very (laughs) glad to be a part of it. Uh, Jeff, uh, same for you. What inspired yourself as a Vancouverite? Um, you know, you, you have a, a day job, but you still wanted to create. You wanted to create. What what inspired you to create this? Oh, I don't. I, I think part of it, I kind of got inspired by another podcast that I heard that was doing the same kind of idea with art. And I thought we really needed that for science to kind of break down um, some of the, the high level um, entry points for science and just make it more general for, for everybody. Um, but... Yeah, it's, that was uh, the main reason I kind of started it. Nice. Thank you. Uh, now, uh, uh, before I share my thing, uh, I also want to throw it out to this, uh, to this audience. I'm very interactive. Uh, with this <laughs> we couldn't tell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, if anybody here um, has... Uh, uh, I'm curious about who, uh, who the creators and the hustlers are in this audience. Um, so if you are an artist, if you are, um, if you are working on, a, uh, on an app, if you have created a community, if you have done something in Vancouver, um, I am curious to hear about, uh, you know, share, share your name, share what this thing is that you have done, you have built, and what inspired you to do it. Uh, because my favorite thing about, about Vancouver is, you know, and not just from the people that, that I know, but um, it's it's how many creatives there are, and also for better or for worse, how many hustlers there are. You know, in terms <laughs> of people who have to you know hustle with the multiple jobs, the the creating. Uh, you know, oh okay, um, I need to find my own comedy voice. You know, what? I'm going to start up my own comedy room, or oh, I'm going to create my own YouTube videos. Uh, these kind of things. You know, they're. There are so many of these stories in Vancouver that we don't get to, to hear until we search them out or happen to find them and then go, oh, wow, they're now at the Vancouver Podcast Festival. Yeah. Daniel, can I ask you a question? Yes. If, if there is one person in Vancouver that personifies Vancouver in your mind, oh. Oh. That, who would that person be? I'm only going to answer that if everybody else answers that. <laughs> uh, oh, I wish you sent me this question uh, beforehand so I could think about it. So I did it. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, person that personifies. Hmm. I have. Uh, I have somewhat of an unpopular opinion on this. Okay. You're not gonna like it when I say it. <laughs> it's Chip Wilson. Oh. I know. Get That's out. our time. Good get night. Uh, yeah. Please get uh, out. Now, yes. we're, we're talking about a guy that made his fortune selling this active hippie lifestyle, and we all bought into it. I mean, I was on a Lululemon mat uh, this morning, and at the same time, he was also blogging weird things about. Erections, which was a CBC story that uh, 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 Justin McElroy wrote about. But he couldn't keep it up. (laughs) (laughs) Online, he couldn't. He took it down. But now we, we, we look at him. We bought this brand. We bought this lifestyle. And now we look at what his business focus is, what his creative focus is now. And it's real estate. The problem with his focus, though, is that he's gentrifying low-income spaces. He's gentrifying artistic and cultural spaces. And when these people came to him, to say, hey, this is what you're doing, where do we go? His answer was basically, well, if you can't sell your art to millionaires, then you're a loser. 
He, that's not a quote, but that's basically what he said. And I think there's a certain, as, as much as we've just praised Vancouver, I think there's a certain callousness in this city and it's pushing people away that we need. It's pushing away nurses and firemen and police officers and people in the service sector. It's, it's making this town into a resort town and the city almost brushes it off. Well, if you can't afford it, then that's a you problem. And I think we need to come together. We need to recognize that this has been a policy failure from the federal level, from the provincial level, and from the municipal level. And it's permeated everywhere. You look at the party in our last federal election that won the most votes, which doesn't count for anything, by the way, but they got the most votes. Their pitch was literally, we'll put a few more dollars into your pocket. They weren't talking about services. They weren't talking about quality of life. They weren't talking about livability. So you know what? My friends and my family are being pushed out of their communities as Vancouver becomes a resort town. So fuck your few dollars and fix my city already. <laughs> There, there, there are young children in the audience. Yeah. I apologize to the moms. <laughs> Sorry. The bad word. Uh, I said it. I came to Vancouver Podcast Festival and I said yeah, yeah. it. Years but from it's now. it's also written down, so you knew you were going to say it. Oh, I planned it. it. Yeah. I planned it. Yeah. I can uh, read it. I feel that, that almost sounded like a pre-election uh, yeah. announcement speech. Right? Oh, uh, I'd vote for you. <laughs> Now, uh, uh, you know, now that I've had a chance to think about it, and speaking of the arts uh, spaces here in Vancouver, um, one person who, one of many uh, that I think uh, exemplifies the, the hardworking hustle um, here in Vancouver, it is the owner of the Rio Theater, the aforementioned mm. Rio Theater, uh, who, um, her name is Corinne Lee. Corinne Lee, um, she is, uh, she's a hardworking uh, entrepreneur. She's, she's a mother. Uh, she's, you know, keeping uh, the... Uh, art spaces here in Vancouver, you know, alive and going. I'm very happy to be able to call the Rio one of my comedy homes, and uh, lots of artists and bands and comedians also get to do the same. Um, and I think that's, um, but, uh, and at the same time, having had a chance to chat with her over uh, the years with the hashtag Save the Rio campaign, um, it was a, like, they had to fight to save, um, to save the space and not you know, uh, above and beyond, it's a place to watch movies or live shows. It's, uh, it's a place where artists get to create mm -hmm. and people get to go on first dates and mm -hmm. fall in love. And, uh, you know, this we, is the fabric of culture. And yeah, this is what's being hauled out. And this of the is city just right one, of the, one of the people who do this. There's many uh, entrepreneurs keeping these spaces going, whether it's they're running their own coffee shop, uh, whether they're running their own indie art gallery. Um, like I, uh, I'm so grateful that there are so many of these people, and I wish that I knew more of them, and I hope that I get a chance to meet more of them soon. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was actually gonna be, say a very similar thing. <clears throat> I think um, the the people who personify Vancouver is the hustlers that we've talked about. Uh, people like you, Daniel, and the improv against humanity and everything the fictionals do. We've got Man Montana in the crowd here who does an amazing uh, YVR Dungeon Masters group that's trying to get people to play D&D &D like more. We've got Candy Tanaka in the crowd here who does an amazing storytelling when it's drag queen show. Like all these passionate people that we have in the city that are trying to create culture. I think that's what makes Vancouver unique. And it's, it's what, you know, what, uh, what the Vancouver Podcast Festival is trying to do. The fact that there are mm -hmm. you know, dozens of people here at Vancouver Public Library at, you know, in the afternoon 
listening to us talk about Vancouver for better or for worse is really amazing. Yeah. Um, the fact that you know we we're so grateful for the support. It's been really nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now uh, I think we have time, perhaps for uh, uh, is there any final thoughts from our panelists or any final thoughts or questions from our audience? If you have them, please raise your hands. Uh, but yeah, do we have? Uh, uh, oh yes, please. Oh yes, thank you. Uh, well, we're talking about for better, for worse. So for better, I would love to give a shout out. Uh, you're speaking of the Rio. I would love to give a shout out to Paul Anthony. He runs Talent Time out of the Rio, which is an extraordinary variety show. He has been doing it for over a decade. It was a monthly show, which is bananas given the amount of production that he puts into it. And what's really extraordinary about what Paul does is that he goes to all of these different communities all over Greater Vancouver and he finds just these incredible individuals, artists and performers and just interesting people and he brings them to the Rio to do and everything from cowboy poets to choral singers to tap dancers to just uh, exotic pet handlers, these types of things. And he brings them all together in this really sincere and earnest performance space and allows that to just be beautiful yeah. and, he, and, and, it's, and especially and it's in a very hip neighborhood. It was at the Biltmore, now it's at the Rio. And it's uh, really refreshing in that way that there's, it's not drenched in irony. There's nothing about it except that everyone comes together in this one time a month to share this beautiful space. Uh, and I just think what Paul does is extraordinary. And that is to the better. And then uh, if I was going to say the worst, the thing that I think if I was picking a person to personify Vancouver, I would say Seth Rogen. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, because he is a Vancouverite and he smokes a lot of pot and people know that he's from here, but also he's very wealthy and he does not live here. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a few empty homes yeah, here. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Seth Rogen, if you're listening, uh, please put me on The Boys because I would love to be on that show. Anyways, uh, I would also like plug. To be on that show. Yes, yes, get us all on. Um, wonderful. So, uh, uh, fi yeah, final thoughts. So, you know, um, uh, have we? Uh, uh, what is our? If there's one thing, what's our goal? What's our, if we could have one wish for for Vancouver's future and Vancouverites' future? What is one wish that we could uh, throw into? the ether and hopefully have it come true. My wish is that people who live here will participate more and stop complaining about nothing to do. Sure. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What if that's my number one hobby? <laughs> Get a new hobby. Why is it trending on Twitter? <laughs> uh, uh, building upon that, uh, same thing, uh, my, my wish is that um, you know, similar to our to our visitor, um, to our, our recent uh, uh, arrival here in Vancouver, uh, my wish is that more people get a chance to to build their own communities, and lots of people here in this audience, and us, we're already getting to do that. Mm -hmm. Help people get a chance to build their own communities, and also get a chance to be welcomed in other people's communities. I think that's that's my, I think that's one way to make people feel at home in Vancouver is making them feel like they belong. Yeah, I think you and I have a similar idea. I, I really do believe that kindness and compassion is contagious. And I think on an individual level, and I know I'm trying to work on this, and hopefully you are as well, just to spread that kindness and compassion and extend it beyond your circle, but your community as well. Yeah, talk to someone at a, at a pub every sure. once in a while. Someone new. Yeah. Smile at <laughs> Smile at someone. Smile. Yeah. Oh, Ask for their number, just randomly. People here hate it. They hate it so much. <laughs> They're so freaked out. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, then not to, I don't mean to turn it into a gross uh, plug for a thing that I do, but I'm a, I'm a member of a group called The Lady Show. Woo! Yeah, yeah. And we, do sketch, we do sketch comedy and stand-up and characters, and it's just an all-around comedy thing. Um, but we have, a, we have this theme, so- theme song, and we sing at the end of every show because we're very sweet. Uh, but I, I almost get very teary at the end because there's this lyric written by the brilliant uh, Morgan Brayton that is, uh, you're always welcome here at the Lady Show. Oh. Yeah, and that's my favorite part of the show. And it just, I feel like it really echoes what you all were saying. Of like, that's one of the most, that's the really oh. beautiful thing about this kind of trying to create community here. Uh, uh, for, can, can we get a little, a little taste of what it's like? Yeah, or what it's I thought like? you were going to volunteer to sing <laughs> yeah. the song. <laughs> yeah, uh, if anybody in here knows, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Check one, out the Lady yeah. Show to find that song. Now, speaking yeah. of links, uh, before we we go, of course, we want to thank uh, all of our listeners, and we want to allow our listeners, both here and uh, online, be able to find us on social media. So, very quickly, let's uh, let's go down the line and share where they can find more about us and our podcasts and our projects. This is Van Color on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast find me on twitter at van color or just google me you'll find instagram and facebook and all that other stuff if i google you will i also find mo senior you will yeah (laughs) (laughs) sold (laughs) uh yeah absolutely best best way to check me out is on twitter and instagram my handle is ms katie ellen m-s-k-a-t-i-e-e-l-l-e-n yeah, Slide in them DMs. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find our show on thefearscience.com. We're also on every podcasting app you can think of. Um, and then we're at Science Fears on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, that's all of them, right? Absolutely, yeah. And TikTok. Uh, no, we're not on TikTok. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, and most of all, of course, we want to uh, definitely keep the conversation going. Now, uh, uh, on behalf of our, uh, on behalf of all of us, we want to uh, first of all thank all of you for for joining us here at the live audience at Vancouver Public Library. Um, we love being a part of the Vancouver Public Library family as well. Uh, the Inspiration Lab takes such good care of us, and we absolutely love it here. Yay! <laughs> yeah, uh, we love the Vancouver Public Library. Uh, support the Vancouver Public Library Foundation uh, to keep them uh, keep them going. Uh, of course, thank you very much to Vancouver Podcast Festival. Uh, we uh, love this festival, and we're so glad that it's uh, going and. Uh, so uh, well attended here today with us and uh, most of all uh, we want to thank our wonderful guest Miss Katie Ellen Humphreys thank you Katie Ellen but next time I see you I'm definitely going to smile (laughs) and listen you lovely people always remember that in a city where you can be anything be colorful thank you so much we love you thank you for coming We did it.